This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Matt and his Johnson. To be more like Matt, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler show and become an official sponsor today. Joe Marler is a big hearted man and he's got a podcast plan. It's the Joe Marler show. It's the Joe Marla Show. Oh, oh, oh. Hello. Welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marla. This is Tom Fordyce. Tom. Joe, it's lovely to see you, but am I talking to Joe or am I talking to a altogether more glamorous creature? Okay, okay. Yes, I did arrive at today's recording with a pair of heels around my neck. Silver sparkly heels. They are my silver sparkly heels. I have been rehearsing for... <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What are you doing? I've been rehearsing for this new show that I have signed myself up for. A television show? It's a TV show called Queens for the Night. Hmm. And it's about me learning how to become a drag queen. Of course it is. And are you in some form of competition, Joe? I'm in competition with five others. Who are? Oh, God. Um, Steve McDonald from Coronation Street. We've got Mr. Motivator. <laughs> We've got uh, George Shelley from Union J, also from I'm a Celeb. We have Ian Beale <laughs> from EastEnders. Mm-hmm. And we got Love Islander Chris Hughes. Ooh. So uh, it's a very eclectic mix there. But we've all got a drag queen each. They're all going to teach us how to do a, a particular discipline of drag. Mine's dragic. Dragic? Dragic. Dragic? Drag magic. Ah, oh, drag magic. You know, that well-known <laughs> discipline. It's a kind of drag magic, <laughs> drag magic, drag magic. Dragic. Dragic. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a stage name? Not yet. We're kind of working through it at the minute. Apparently, one of the ways that some people do it, you know, like you get your porn name, it's your first, the name of your first animal and your mum's maiden name. Yes. What's yours? Henry Hull. Henry Hull. Mm. No, Hull, not Hull. Hull. H-U-L-L. Henry Hull. I was going to say, <laughs> your porn name's Henry Hull. That's why my mum got married at 16. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Hull. Can we call it Hull instead of Hull? No. Okay, fine. Henry Hull. Mine was going to be, would have been Tarzan Rennie. <laughs> but with the drag name, they, it's not the official way they come up with it. There's loads of different drag names out there. But they go, your nan's name and the last thing you ate. Okay, that would give me Christina Flapjack. <laughs> Christina Flapjack, good. <laughs> and yours would be? Mine would be Jean Chicken. <laughs> Jean Chicken? Jean Chicken. Could we ask our listeners to come up with a drag name for you? Oh, I'd love that, yeah. Yeah, get some suggestions in. That would be good. I've had another idea, Joe. I'm full of ideas today. Could we do an episode about drag queens with your drag mentor? <gasps> <gasps> yes. Whoa. Oh, my God. She's fantastic as well. Name? Blue Hydrangea. 
Of course. She unbelievable. She won uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus USA. That's big. She's well, she's actually quite small. In the meantime, Joe, should we get a guest on? Yep. Who is it? It's a drainage engineer, which means we're going to talk all about shit. Mm-hmm. No, no, shit. Oh, you're worried? Yep. Okay, let's see how it goes. Okay. Our guest today is a drainage engineer, and he's called Warren. Welcome, a fucking dickhead. That is not the welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> welcome, Warren. Thank you. <laughs> Take fucking two. Welcome, Warren. Oh, no. God, I fucked it. Warren, how are you? Great to Very see you. Very good. Yeah, lovely day today. Great to be here. This no. lovely studio. Yeah, it's nice. We're yeah. trying out something new, aren't we? Yeah, you're trying out something new as well. In the, you are wearing a football top, uh, specifically the home kit of Brighton and Hove Albion. It's quite disconcerting to see you in a football shirt. See you, guys. How Why? many times have you been? Twice. Ever? Yes, twice. Did you pay for the shirt or were you given it? Uh, I bought this one. Did Who you? would have given me their shirt? I, w- I wondered if you'd got your tickets for free. And as part of the whole Joe Myers, The package. Yeah, they've gone, we've got you a home shirt. No, a very good friend of mine, a family friend, got tickets uh, for me. And he, it turned out he's got like six separate season tickets around the stadium. He's got like two in the lounge, two with the ultras, and then two just popped. I said, why have you got this? Oh, you know, depends what end I want to sit in for the thing in. I am enjoying the bright story, but I'm conscious we haven't. <laughs> You brought up it up. Anyway, you piss off. Right, uh, Warren, you're a listener. You? I am. I am a listener, yeah. Right, I am going to read out the quote on your application. Yeah. Um, and it is, my job is often perceived as boring, yep. but I'd love the opportunity to say why it's not. Okay. You are going to have to work very hard to convince me otherwise on this one. And now, that's a semi-aggressive yep. uh, start to... Any guest we've had on here, isn't it, Tom? Take the semi out of it. It's just aggressive, yeah. What's <laughs> it? Sorry. So, what is, what is a drainage engineer? I design and build drainage systems. You want to build, a, you've got a bit of land, you want to build a house on. You come to me and you go, right, here's what it's going to look like. Here's where it's going to go. How do I drain it? And some people don't even think about it. And you go, oh, actually. I was just about to say, what does it matter? Well, it does matter. Where's it, it does, gonna go? doesn't it? Yeah. Where, where's it going to go? So, specifically, the definition of a drainage engineer is to navigate or design the navigation system of how my turd yep. leaves the toilet yep. from my house, yep. under my house? Does under, it go under, under my under, house? Under, we'll go under your house, yeah. In the garden? Maybe. And then connect to then just fuck off. So you're basically <laughs> yeah. designing like a highway for shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do, do you know what? I've never heard it like that. It's fucking brilliant, that is. Yeah, a highway you, for so shit. So you do like regularly, you're designing the M25 under people's houses for their turds. Yep. Left, right, Essentially, yeah. How big is that? Because how many, how many shits are you going to do? So I need to, that's, that's how big the pipe's going to be. Well, let's... <laughs> straight away, I'd like to know more here. I'd love that. That's definitely one of your questions. You go in to talk to your client. You go... Um, excuse me, sir, just, uh, just a couple of um, queries here. Uh, uh, just uh, what, what size? How many bedrooms do you have? Okay, yeah. Uh, how many people are in the uh, property? Yeah, okay. Oh, six options. Oh, okay. Children, adults, okay. Um, how, how regular are your movements? Pardon? <laughs> how many turds are you taking a day? And what size are you walking away from? Please tell me they're the questions you ask. I would love to say yes. <laughs> But no, I can't ask those questions. I'd be, I'd be sacked on the spot. But those things you talk about, how many, how many, how many bathrooms have you got? How many people live in your house? From that, I could not. I'm not going to determine how many shits you're going to do. But I could but determine. I could guess. determine how many liters of water that property is going to use during one day. And then there's hundred neighbours, so you've got to add them all up. And then that's how big your pipe's going to be. And it's surprisingly. Not as big as you'd think for something that small. A hundred houses is not a huge development. Just if you can indicate with your your hands, yeah. Warren, we'll try and describe the shape that you're making. The the aperture of a pipe for not only Joe's turds, but for a hundred neighbours of Joe. About 150 millimetres. So you basically, there you put your two thumbs together and your four fingers yeah. and you made a circle. I'll be honest, mate. That, that shape of your hand you're making is... Quite often the size of my noose um, <laughs> when I am there. So, so fucking hell. You've got some design work going on if you're around my place. <laughs> Why is my next question. What made you 
go, yeah, I want to really, get in the drains really here. really good question. I think it's more, it just happened. I joined a company as a, as a technician, so I did a lot of drawing work. I can also design highways, actual highways. Not just shit like highways. That, like, no. Yeah, not just shit highways. <laughs> proper highways. The M25 of poo. <laughs> so, and what happened was, what I'm going to call it, my mentor at the time, he said, drainage, it's easy. He said, one, it's buried, and two, as long as it flows downhill, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, yeah, that sounds easy. It's better than structural engineering. Let's do that then. <laughs> it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just a, it's a job. Everyone, someone's have, everyone has their days when the jobs are absolutely terrible. Even yeah. if you're a, a rugby player, a sports broadcaster, a podcaster, whatever, you all have your days. But actually, it pays for everything I've got. Means to an end. Means to an end. Yeah, it's a job, but I'm good at it as well. <laughs> sounds really perverse, I suppose. Good at clearing <laughs> shit, but... <laughs> So I imagine you have designed an aperture for a number of turds. Warrior. Twice. Sorry. Just What's that? Can I borrow your pen quick? What? Aperture? Just, yeah. All right. Openings. Holes. No, I'm just going to make a note from okay. now on. How for... many apertures am I allowed? No, no. I just want to make note for every podcast me and you ever record together, how many times you use a word that I don't know <laughs> what it means. So there you go. Okay. Twice. Twice you've used apertures. Okay. Apertures. I don't think I'd ever use that word. I just call it a pipe. Okay, so you, you both you both slapped me down for my aperture, and I will call it a pipe from now on. Warren, you have designed a number of pipes yep. for shits, but I imagine the shits are the things you know about. What other things do people stick down their drains which make your life hell? I'll throw it back to you two. What do you think people have put down drains? Right, uh, condoms. Condoms, uh, yeah, ever, yeah. Tampons. Tampons, yeah. Uh, baby wipes. They definitely always say don't wipes. put baby, yeah, baby wipes. wipes definitely, that fucking yeah. blocks yeah. it down. Uh, have you shoved any weird shit? A uh, goldfish. Goldfish. Yeah, people yeah. doing that. Yeah. Mind you, yeah. they, they, you know, they, they, they fit they nicely free, down, they? down the apertures. Um, so there, there is some weirder stuff. A mobile phone. Someone's dropped it down the toilet, forgotten. Like, you, yeah. know, you sit down, flushed it, it's gone. Yeah. You get stuck somewhere. Someone picks it out, it's gone. A wallet. Don't know what he's trying to get rid of. Okay. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. Dr- well, I have yeah, potentially yes. Depends yeah. where you live. Um, but yeah, drugs, nappies, a whole a whole oh, nappy, a whole nappy, a whole nappy. Yeah. When has that ever been play on? That's never been play on. I could understand someone like ah oh, tampon occasionally, and then go no no it blocks it. Okay, stop. Put that in the bin now. Yeah. I could understand uh, baby wipes because you're like well it's the same. It's thing. the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, put that in the bin. No, they're fine. But when has it ever been play on? You put a whole fucking na- shitty nappy. You go yeah that would definitely work. No idea. Absolutely no idea. People are stupid. Most people. It's going to people that think you can be, can't you? It's yeah. like, well, why would you put that there? Basically, non-biodegradable stuff is causes the issues. The whole point we use to put tissue down the toilet rather than a baby wipe is that it disintegrates. Once it hits the water, yeah. it disappears. I'm fully aware, as if one is, that you cannot put baby wipes down a toilet, etc., etc. There I was, Joe, going down that particular aisle of the supermarket recently where I saw something was branded as flushable wipes. And I thought, well, hang on. There's no such thing, is there? It claimed that they are flushable, yep. but they seem to be in every other way, Warren, exactly the same as baby wipes. Have I been conned or are these safe? I think at the early stages of flushable baby wipes, they just said it was flushable because it, it was not quite a baby. It was not as much plastic, so it would disintegrate a bit lighter maybe. But there is now, and if, if you look at your packet when you get home, look at that packet. Has it got a little symbol that's got free to... Oh, I, forget, I think it was called... Basically, there's, there's a certification that says this is flushable. So, yes, as long as it's got that certification, it's flushable. However, I wouldn't put it down the toilet because it's still plastic going into a drain. It's not good for the environment. Put it in a bin. It's going to go to landfill. You put it in a drain, it could end up in the sea. It could end oh. up in the river. What do you mean ends up in the sea? So does, it, does all shit flow to the sea? Well, all shit flows downhill, and most of the sea is normally downhill. Most rivers are downhill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, essentially... It's not no, many no, uphill no, rivers, no, it's true. No, no, not everything ends up at sea. But what, what happens is, especially in the likes of London, you've got this old Victorian sewer system. Big, massive, brick-built pipes, apertures. For everyone there, bigger than, <laughs> bigger oh, than this. Stick him on the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it can only take so much. And it's all combined with surface water, foul water. It's got to flow somewhere. When it's a really heavy storm, that water, that pipe fills up. And it overflows into the Thames. Oh. According to Thames Water's website, 50 times a year at the moment, the drains next to the Thames overflow into it 50 times a year, releasing raw sewage <laughs> into the Thames, straight into the Thames. Oh. 
Well, it's the last time I go for a dip in the Thames. They are doing something about that in the fact that they're building a big super sewer, they call it. A super sewer. A super sewer. So this super is... sewer. <laughs> super sewer. <laughs> going, <laughs> picking up your shit. Da, 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 ba, 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 ba. Is that the song? Super, super Trooper, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Warren. That's fine. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's they, they, they're classified as a super sewer. It's, it's, it's called the Thames Tideway Tunnel. It's essentially 15 miles long. It's the width of, I think, three or four London buses. Oh, you get heaps of shit down there. And it's built under, being bored underneath the River Thames. It's finished. Or it's not quite operational, but I know that all the tunnelling is finished. And what that will do is intercept all the flows and take it straight to a treatment centre. So rather than having 50 times a year water going into the Thames, it turned into maybe two or three times, depending on when, the, when, when it rains. This is huge news. I'm wondering... When I visited my mate Champagne Nick, uh, just stick that on the list, yeah. Joe. Champagne Nick in Paris, Warren. Yeah. He has a small flat in an old building. Yeah. And the pipes were very narrow. And he had, I think it was called a machinator. Machinator, yeah. Machinator. So, ma- mas- yeah, like? it sounds about me. I know, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Basically, Joe, what this did, when you did a turd, it would chop up, it would liquidise your yeah, turd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, you know, the thing you get in a sink. Yeah. And it would just it's slice like the old, and yeah, dice Americans shit. have it under, <laughs> underneath their sink, press a button. Yeah, that's there it. There it goes, yeah. There was a funny story. When I, I rented a house where I lived for, for about a year, and they converted an old wardrobe in the back of the bedroom to make it into an on They sold it as an ensuite. And in the clause of our tenancy agreement, it says, you may use this toilet, but not for... Number twos, only for ones. Because it had a macerator, but it kept getting blocked because it was crap. Where are Not you literally. shitting then? Downstairs toilet. This oh, is, right. So it's an ensuite. So they're basically, it's, it's got a normal family bathroom. The strangest thing I found, cigarette butts. And I never understood why you'd put cigarette butts down the toilet. Whether you're trying to hide the fact that you were smoking in the bathroom. Mm. But then as an ex-smoker myself... You can't get rid of that smell. No. It, it lingers. It lingers yep. everywhere. Yep. If I just had a cigarette outside, you'd smell it yep. easily. So I never quite understood why someone would put fag. But no, no, it wasn't just one or two. It was hundreds of Unless, them. Unless, of course, they were one of those, you know, those tricks you can do. Uh, Go on. With cigarettes. Usually uh, the, oh, other, the other sex. Smoking it in an unusual place. Yes, and then sometimes it can go wrong. You've dropped it. Before you know it, you've dropped it down the toilet. No, no. Yeah, no. You don't do it in the toilet. That's not a show, is it? But what I'm saying is they've done the show and then sometimes it just like... <laughs> they lose them. Yeah. And then it just... So there's about 15, 16 at a time. And then when they do go there, that might explain... Steve's literally wondering, how the fuck am I going to use that? <laughs> that he's, he's talking about a woman that smokes through her vagina. <laughs> I've seen it, so it happens, Steve, actually. You'll have to use that one. Um, talk to me. Fatberg. This, fatberg, a few, yeah. A few yeah. years ago, yeah. I heard about this fucking giant Fatberg. Yeah. Was it in London? Yes, it was London. So it's white, underneath Whitechapel. It was 250 metres long. That is massive. Yeah, and I think it weighed 30 to 40 tonnes. And anyway. that was just flowing was, through. No, it wasn't flowing. It was just stuck. The whole point of the fatberg is that basically you've got all, you, you know, down the toilet, you've got your, your grease, oils from cooking, everything. It gets congealed in baby wipes or the non-biodegradable things you put down the toilet. Yeah. And it just created like a concrete type structure, essentially, down, you know, big, obviously a big Victorian type sewer or a big, big pipe. And it just clogged there. Because everything's buried, you only know there's a problem when it starts to f- creep up to the surface and you think, oh, something's happening here. So it's like a proper blockage. By the time it's gotten to the surface, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, we and I, I, I'm pretty certain they had to get rid of it. There were teams of men down there, probably with a jackhammer. Get oh! through. I think that interesting, I did read, I did read as I was, because I knew we were going to get asked about Fatberg, so I thought I'd have a bit of a read about that one in Whitechapel. I'm pretty certain they put a piece of it in the British Museum. (laughs) (laughs) They put some shitty, oily, nappy slash baby wipes in the British Museum. Yeah, but surely there was these fatbergs that that wasn't the only one. They must happen quite regularly. They're they're quite yeah, quite regular. That was the biggest they found. That must be quite impressive. Would you go down? How much would you need to be paid to go down it? Let's say it's too far away for a jackhammer. So the job shows you've got to go down the Victorian sewer 
and yeah. you've got a hammer and a chisel. Yeah. You've got to do eight hours a day. How much? Well, I'd do it today if you want, for free. Would you? No issues whatsoever. I would go down there wanting to see it as like, fuck, this is quite impressive. If Joe were to go down the sewer, warrior, yeah. what sort of protective clothing would he be given? I would imagine it'd have breathing apparatus on. One, because you've got to think about the gas down there. It's not just the smell. Ah. You've got the release of gas. It's quite dangerous. You could faint. So you'd have oh. breathing, a quick breathing apparatus. Yeah. I would have thought you'd have some type of overalls on with gloves yeah. um, just to protect. What, like Oshkosh? Maybe, yeah. Oshkosh yeah. Uh, yeah. dungarees? You'd have to pass all your, all your qualifications. You'd have to have confined space Hang um, on a qualifications. minute. I've got to do all this. I've just said I'll, I'll do, do it, it for, for free. Christ almighty, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but what, what if you, you fainted down there? No one knew you were down there, actually. You fainted. You never came back. I think... Someone's going someone's to want to sue somebody, <laughs> aren't they? I would go down there out of pure interest and fascination. I think I, I would too. I'd love to... I'd, obviously, I haven't been down anything like that, but I'd love to go and see it, just what? because it's... It's just like it's interesting. What is the biggest blockage you've ever seen? You know, the th- things like people say, "Oh yeah, I've just dropped a big turd. That's going to block the sewer." <laughs> it's not because it mixes with all the water and it, 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 it congeals. It creates the liquid. It's, it's the it's the stuff that doesn't disintegrate. It just congeals up and up and up. It's horrible. Would you ever treat yourself with a baby wipe? No, mate. You telling me with your four kids? No, I have. Yeah. Out of more out of uh, I was run out of bog roll, so it's I'll a necessity. To, yeah, rather, it's, a ne- yeah. it's more of a necessity, and then it's even worse because it stays wet. I oh, didn't like it. I hate it, mate. Even though you think, you know, you're probably the cleanest you've ever been, <laughs> you then walk away from it, and your cheeks are just so moist and just gliding over each other. <laughs> I'm then like, I have to get in the shower here. This is awful. Even get it could, even wetter. A good point, but at least it's yeah. cleaner and it's fast flowing <laughs> rather than just hot and sticky in my pants. <laughs> didn't think that was going to go there uh, well, for, things like that but this morning my my youngest son dad 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 the toilet's blocked i was like okay what's wrong they'd used too much tissue runny feces and they've gone right i've used too much tissue it's blocked the toilet can i just say that i'm so glad you used the word feces <laughs> when we've been liberally using the word shit and turd for us <laughs> i said what do you want me to do about it he went Sort it out, Dad. I Your job. Sort it out, Dad. Dad. You sort it. You did it. You can sort it out. You're the drainage engineer, Dad. <laughs> you like, need to design right. the route. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So let me just try and do that. Okay, it's gone. Oh, we. Yeah. we but have... that's it. I don't get. I don't get. I'm not fussed by that. I've dealt. I've seen. I've put my head down. So many manhole covers. Looked at things like that. That I'm not bothered by anything like that. Over my head, essentially. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're like just trying to picture you've been called out to a job? And someone's whole front garden or back garden is literally caked in shit. Recently, I've just been involved in a scheme where it's in the middle of a farm. It's just a couple of houses and there's no main drainage at all. So essentially, they've got a big pit in the ground, a cesspool. Shit buckets. Basically, yeah. Everything flows into it. Hang on, a cesspool? Cesspool, it's called, yeah. Well, I don't understand these. I'm so- yeah, no, finish on. your story, and then we'll get on to cesspool. So, yeah, okay. So, a ce- so they use a cesspool, it fills up. The problem they've got is this house is in a flood zone. So, when it rains, it floods. And this thing, it comes up, it bubbles up. It's old, it needs replacing, and water comes through the sides, fills it up, and he's there with a bucket, getting rid of all the shit oh. from his garden. That was a story he told me anyway. So what we're doing, we're, we're fixing that. We're getting rid of that cesspool. And I'm actually putting in a new treatment plant, a small, just a small one. Nice. And it will outfall into a river because it's being treated. So you can outfall it back into the water. So that's okay to it's, do. That's okay to do, yeah. Okay. yeah. So is go it, on, let's go, Joe. What, what were you, you, you sort of won't go, let's go back to cesspool. Oh, yeah, what's this, what is this? So you, I see these people that have got like fuck off big tanks or something buried at the end of their garden or something like that and I'm like why why have you just why are you storing your shit at the bottom of your garden so what what, what there is is there's a hierarchy of of, for foul drain hierarchy of what you can do first you want to go to a main sewer you've got to get to a main sewer if you can't do that what's your next thing right you've got to do something with it you put it in a septic tank so what that septic tank is, it separates the solids from the liquid. So the solids, all, all the sludge goes to the bottom. The liquid comes up and overflows and it goes into a soak away into the ground. Done. It's a, it's a, so all the piss just soaks into the ground? Yes. 
Long term, is that good the, for the ground? No, it's fine. It, 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 it's, it's, it's fine, it's fine yeah. because what you, the, say the ground is really permeable, so it soaks away too fast. You can't use a septic tank because it won't treat the water. The treatment of the water is through the layers in the soil, you know, through natural means all the way through. It gets back into the water table that way. So the ground has to be a certain, have a certain permeability, I'm going to say, to, to make it work. And then if you, can't, that, if you can't use one of those, you can't do that, you've got a cesspool, which is basically a big hole in the ground, big tank. It all goes in there. And every two, three months, you... Someone comes some in. Someone comes, comes and tanks it away. Yep. I would imagine a lot of rich people in big houses in the middle of nowhere yep. actually rely on Definitely. having a cesspit or one of those tanks yep. because they're far away from the two, yeah. It, it, so it, technically, it. if you've got a cesspit like that, you're probably going to be a gazillionaire. In places in Scotland... The use of a cesspool or cesspit is banned. You can't do it at all. You can in England and Wales, but in Scotland it's completely banned. It's been banned for a number of years now. It's so disgusting. When it goes wrong, where's it going to go? Right, we, we need a little break. And in the break, I want you to have a think about the worst drainage blockage thing you've done. Because knowing your rave... <laughs> period in your life there's definitely something that's happened there all right so let's have some ads this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Okay, those were the ads. Joe, you asked me before the ads for a shit-blocking story, and you mentioned the rave days. I'm going to twist that ever so slightly and tell you a story, Warren, that happened when I went to Glastonbury. It was a very, very wet year, and the dance tent was one of the few places you could stay dry, so everyone was in the dance tent. The already sodden ground got wetter and wetter. All the water flowed into the dance tent until in the middle of the dance tent you were pretty much up to your knees in liquid mud. Mm. The quick-thinking organisers thought, we know how to deal with this. So they brought in one of the lorries that sucked the shit out of them. Yeah. And they got the big tube that, that they would usually attach to the toilet and told everyone to stand back and then hit the lever to suck it. And unfortunately, they had engaged the wrong lever. So instead of sucking oh, out no. all the wet mud from the dance tent, liquid shit was sprayed <laughs> around the entire dance tent. And I'm, I'm guessing... Uh, a high number of people in that dance tent were probably off their tits. <laughs> um, they were quite happy to just plough on through, were they? Shit everywhere, Joe. Crap on, as they say. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what they do. The problem, I think, is, and, and you, you, I'm sure Warren have first-hand experience of this, is that the smell of shit can linger upon a person. Has that been, in your day yeah. job, an issue at all? Well, there was uh, one instance in my young sort of uh, start of my career I was dealing with a, a, a development in a farm and there was no drainage around, no mains drainage. And we were just trying to, how are we going to take this? We're going to put a car park in. How are we going to get all the surface water and put it somewhere? And right next to the car park, they've got what's called a slurry pit. So slurry is basically animal waste. Anything they can do, they stick it into a pit, a hole, anything, leave it there to ferment and then use it for spraying the field during the summer months or whatever. Yeah, the circle of life. Circle, yeah, essentially. So uh, they said, that's fine. They said, that, that, I said, oh, I'm going to do this. And they went, yep, that's fine. However, this slurry pit leaks. I said, oh, okay, right, well, empty it. And I'll, come, I'll go and have a look around and see if I could find the leak. So they, I, think I came back sort of a week later. They'd emptied the whole thing out and I walked into it. I had boots. I had sort of like overalls and stuff on. I found the leak because it was a big hole in the concrete slab and I fell into it. <gasps> 
<laughs> I fell and I was literally knee deep in shit. Good, good, really good. <laughs> I like it when you have the ability to actually say yeah. those yeah. those common sayings. It's actually and true. It's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. I was knee deep in it. You know when it, when you're during these months when the, the farmers are spraying the field, you can smell it. It's that smell, and it lingered for probably two or three weeks on you on me so what i had to do is i i've I, what i had to do was this I, recently no this was oh, oh we're talking 10 years ago you're oh, sniffing right, then joe yeah. <laughs> I, I got i, I don't <laughs> are you sure it wasn't recently tom i know That's it's me sorry yeah it's me so yeah so, so three weeks so basically what happened was i the farmer came down and said oh i forgot about the hole in the in the slough yeah thank you anyway i said um have you got a hose <laughs> Can you just hose me down, please? Let's get rid of it all. I literally drove home in my pants. <laughs> so my trousers were ruined. I had to just chuck them in the bin. I literally chucked them. I was like, you take, take that, take them away. And I drove home in my pants. And the funniest thing is, is that the boots I was wearing, to this day, I've still got them. I continue to what, use as, them. As like a... They're, they're safety boots. They're, they're, oh, right. They're like I thought safety you'd boots. kept them as like some memento, sort of memento. See, this was the day where that old saying being knee-deep in shit, actually <laughs> came true for me. So I've I've christened them and they're put they're put in your cupboard. It was, a, I don't know why, oh, I suppose it's just me being a cheapskate, to be honest. I never got rid of them. I didn't want to buy 80 pounds on a new pair, even though the company would have paid for them because they have to. I don't know why, but I have replaced them recently and you could still, on the laces, you could still smell that. It's not, it's not as bad, it's still lingering there. So I always made sure, especially, this is pre-COVID, having hand sanitizer in the car. Because I put those boots on, and <laughs> Tom, I remember watching a Netflix series mm. um, with Zac Efron in it. Don't look at me like that. No, no, it's fine. Zac Efron. Um, I actually really enjoyed him in High School Musical. He's a dreamboat. He is a great-looking guy. Uh, the Greatest Showman. He was fantastic yeah. in that. Um, anyway, he did this series where he went around the world with this guy, like a super food foodie guy, to discover different things. Amazing, like the the hot water in. Finland or hot springs in name the country that's got Iceland. hot springs Iceland or the avocados in name the place where there's avocados Mexico Peru there we go uh you can see I've paid attention to it <laughs> but I did pay attention to this one where he went to uh, find the nicest water oh. and the nicest water system he found was in Paris was it yeah it said like the actual um you know those public fountains yeah he went around there, did all the research. and the Efron was doing this? Yeah, he was, yeah. Why was he doing that? What? Hang on, I get him on the phone, shall I, and say... He's a film star. Efron, what are you doing? <laughs> he was trying something new, wasn't he? Man of the people. Anyway, so Paris turned out to be the best place to go for your water, for your public water and all that lot. Yeah. And that was a very long way to get to this question of <laughs> what city has got the best drainage system? That's a, that's a really difficult question. What's the, what city's what got city's the greatest, got drainage, greatest system? drainage system? Well, the earliest drainage system built, as you probably guess, is by the Romans in Rome, and they literally named it the greatest drain. So I'm going to say Rome, given it's so old. In the 6th century BC, they built a section of sewer and they named it. I can't, I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to try and pronounce the Italian version. It, like, Apertura Maxima. Something like that. <laughs> the Pipeo de Maxima. Pipeo Shitio Maxima. Pui Semino Fluido. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say that only because one, it's one of the oldest just of drainage systems and they actually had the balls to name it great. Surely London's pretty good, no? I, from an engineering point of view, the Victorian London sewers that they, they, they built is, is absolutely fantastic. They're still being used today, 150 years later. This is half the reason why we've got the issues with pouring into the Thames, is because it's so old. So those, that drainage system was, at its time, a piece of marvellous engineering by a brilliant civil engineer, Joseph... I'm going to say it again. Basilgit? Basilgit, that's it. Basilgit? Basilgit. Basilgit. Something like that. Yeah. And he's known for making that system, is he? Basically, he was he was involved in the design and construction of the Victorian sewer system. So what happened 150 years ago, 1858, you must have heard of the big stink. The great stink. Not the big stink. The what great the stink. What the great stink? It's daily reality for you, isn't it, Charlie? <laughs> what is the great stink, wanker? What's the great stink? So the great stink was 1858, the summer of 1858, 
the water, because obviously all the drains in London all went in straight into the Thames. Everyone who lived in London, everything went straight into the Thames. So over years, the Thames became basically a sewer. It stunk, it was disgusting, it smelt, it lingered everywhere. And it got to a point one summer, it was really hot, nice and dry, the conditions were perfect, and you couldn't get away from it. The House of the Parliament had just been built, or recently been built, so you've got all the MPs sitting there, right next to the Thames, right next to this open sewer. They can smell it constantly. So it's disgusting. I don't know how bad that smell would have been. The fact they called it the Great Stink indicates... Yeah, yeah. Miraculously, from that point, they put some money aside. Actually, we're going to do something about this now. And that's where they built these sewers. Basically, they took all the wastewater away from you know the city of London and took it east somewhere else and put it into the Thames there. It still went into the Thames at that point, but it was taken away. And that sewer system is still used. And Joseph... Bazalgette is a one of the sort of iconic civil engineers. If you can have an iconic in my industry, we're, you know, there's a few. He would it's be the about, one you look up he's, to. Yeah, for, for, yeah, it's one that you learn. You learn about a university. You learn, you know, you, if, if you're interested in drainage, you read about stuff. You can have a, you can have a read about him. He's, he, he designed it. He constructed it. And the funny thing is, he tried for years before to get someone to do something about it, but because all the drainage bodies were all separate, you had too many different, so many bodies, and they wouldn't pay for it. The fact that the Thames actually stunk and the MPs were sitting there having to smell it all the time, they decided to do something about it. In certain parts of London, you can still see the pumping stations, can't you? That yes. They use. They're quite beautiful buildings sometimes. It's magnificent. You can go and view it. You can go and, I've, I've been there. I've had a look at it. It is wonderfully... Well, it's beautiful. <laughs> Your face just said, the way it lit up yeah. on... This you can't get piece. excited about stuff like that. But what's it? It's a pumping station. A pumping station. Yeah. You can, you can, yeah, like the way you went. You can visit it. You yeah, can go yeah, there yeah. and visit it. It's absolutely right. I just love that. There's just well, like the, the introduction. What did I say? My, my job is perceived as boring. Go and have a look at that. It's not boring when you actually see something. You, I know you can't go down these sewers. Yeah. But they are a, a marvel of engineering. And I am an engineer. What do what do engineers do? They solve problems. I yeah. love solving problems. Doesn't matter if it's small or big. And it just yeah, you could probably tell I get quite excited by it. There was a, there was I love a, it. There was a point in my life recently where I, I was still working as a, with an engineering consultancy, but I, I was struggling mentally, and I hated everything. I wasn't actually doing any engineering. I was, I'd become like a manager. Rather than an engineer, I'd, you, know, you go up the rung and you start managing people, and it just drove me insane. And I think I got to do a bit of engineering one point. My wife goes, well, you're happy today. I said, yeah, I know. I got oh. to design something. You yeah. know, it, it, yeah. it, it was, it, it's nice. Yeah. I'd love to go down the sewers of Paris just to have a wander around. Why wouldn't you? I'd love to go in the underground just to, just to walk through a station and abandon underground, stuff like that, because they are marvels of engineering. Yeah. I think both of us uh, during the 2019 Rugby World Cup in Japan enjoyed hugely the Japanese toilet setup. Oh. Talk me through your favourite buttons to press. Um, obviously, there's the heated uh, seat button, which I love. You whack that on straight away. Really heated nice. seat. Wow. Yeah. You get you get sort of three options, don't you? Three sort options. of tepid, so warm, perfect and scorchier. Scorchier. Perfect on a winter's morning when you don't really want to sit. That's on it. it. Well, just even not in a winter's morning, I just like Anytime. sitting on the, the really hot seat. And then um, uh, my other buttons on the Japanese toilet would be uh, the cleansing mm. wand. That sounds interesting. Well, cleansing. I would often. I, well, you can find me spending at least 15, 20, if not longer, on the toilet these days at home, just for a little bit of peace, you know, a bit of social media. Oh, for just, sure. I'm, I'm just there for I ages. I think we all do that. I well, certainly do. Exactly. Where you got? Where you got half an hour later? Are you still... Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. It's a big one. It's a fucking big <laughs> Don't one. Don't come in. It might block the fucking drains, this one. And then Warren comes in. No, it won't. <laughs> Fine. But in Japan, I'd spend at least 45 minutes, sometimes up to an hour. Mainly because I really enjoy the wand. What? How fierce a wand would you put on? Really, as, as fierce as you like. Crank it up. Oh, mate. So, oh, the things that's happened to some of those Japanese ones, <laughs> I can't even... Did so you, uh, are they, sorry, Tom, have they, have they solved the baby wipe problem by, I by doubt spraying cleaning it? Or do you still need... Do you, it's not cleaning you. It's From a lot of my Japanese experience in terms of recycling and the thousands of things that were in unnecessary packaging... Right. Yes. I'm pretty sure they don't give a flying fuck whether you're putting baby wipes down the toilet or not. Well, I would say, though, because I, I know the point you're making here, Warren. Well, I think when you first tried it, I went in with a, quite a gentle wand. Yeah. And all that gave you, instead of just having a shitty ass, it gave you a wet, shitty ass. But if you stepped up the power of the wand, Joe, 
it actually was quite effective. It was like a sort of a, a pressure hose. Oh, it was fantastic. Like, you know, like steam cleaning the patio. It's fantastic. Did you ever, because you have different aims, Warren, you have a different, the one will take you a different direction if you press the man button or mm. the woman mm -hmm. button. Did mm -hmm. you ever try the woman button? Yeah, both. <laughs> it's amazing which areas it hits, isn't it? It's just <laughs> incredible. The Biffins Bridge was... Sparkling. Wet as a whistle. <laughs> it was phenomenal. You also had to, just in case you're thinking of installing one at home, which I would recommend, yeah. you had to be slightly careful when you were pressing certain buttons, how wide a stance you'd taken. <laughs> because you could hit yourself in the face. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the following people. John Sheldrake It Till You Make It, The Red, Andrew Hanratty, Cool Cat East Hope, Peer Pressure, Kate Pierce, and Bestly Buyer, Mark Bestly. Burn Baby Dan Burns, Marla Harrington-Smith and his dad Dale, Louis Le Swimming Pool, Seclair Pool, Rupert the Bear Ellingham. Young man, there's no need to feel down, it's Ryan, young man. Oh, half-pint Julie Larry, the swindler Josh Swindles, on my first whistle Tom Anderson, rolling mall Tristan Hall, he's a yeasty lover, it's Dan Beers Baker and the mess, Tim Eaton. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Show, grow the show, get bonus content, and become an official sponsor today. I, uh, I, one of my, I mentioned earlier about the research that goes into these episodes. Yeah. Um, and I did have a question, apart from going back to, you're going to have to try fucking hard. To convince me otherwise that your job is interesting yeah and i will say it now you have I, tried very oh, hard good. and you have I've tried very hard <laughs> and you have I've converted me. Too early it's been there, fucking yeah. brilliant yeah. however where does the queen's shit go well technically some of it will end up in the thames if it's you said the queen shits in the thames <laughs> are you sure she would let that happen surely they've got like a private the palace has surely got a a special a VIP lane. A special cesspool. Well, yeah. Maybe. Mind you, they wouldn't have a cesspool, would they? If the Thames is right next to it, they'd just yeah, exactly. fuck it off in the Thames. Well, this is it. So if you think every every road you drive on, you walk along past sometimes, there will be a sewer of some description underneath it. For example, in London, there is, I think there's 64,000 miles of sewers. 64,000 miles, which is ridiculous when you think about it. You laid that end-to-end and put it around the earth. It would go around the earth two and a half times. Oh, my God. Yeah. What do you mean it goes around the earth two and a half times? Every pipe under London, end to end, it would go around the earth two and a half times. The problem then, Joe, would be that you'd have no pipes under London, no. so the shit would be everywhere. <laughs> so, Oh, you're a helmet. Good absolute <laughs> helmet. Um, do you know how much water in London Thames water deal with every day? Do you want to do that? Do you, you'll be staggered by this. Go on, have a, have a guess. How, so every day, so every well, single, I haven't got a good history every, on these sort of things. <laughs> every sort of every treatment plant there is in the area Thames Water operate, London being one of them. How many liters of water? Well, if per day, how many liters of water? At least give me a chance to yeah. answer this sensibly. Yeah. How many liters of water does it take to flush one poo? So a typical modern system is about five liters. Right. Okay. Say five, five to ten litres. So I'm doing that. How many, what's the population of London? London? Greater London would be 11. 11 million. So 11. I think Thames Water have 15 million customers <laughs> in total. That's customers. That's the house. Not just, not just not the number of people. Oh, yeah. But yeah, say 11. Just make it easy. Do it as 10 million. I like to keep things easy because yeah. you try and do 11 times by another number, you get, I get confused. Well, uh, I've lost myself. <laughs> so I'm going to go with... Uh, 50 million litres of water. Nowhere near. What do you mean nowhere near? I'm way off, like way too high. Too low. Right, okay, let me have a guess, having been given a massive steer by you, Warren, there. I'm going to go... You're a cheater. Why two... didn't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> it's not stupid. Is it 250 million litres? Higher. Is it? It's 4,600 million litres of what? water. What? Sorry, 4,600 million yeah. litres of water. Every day. 4,600 million. That's not even a number. A billion is a 1,000 million. So that's 4.6 billion litres of water. What? 
Where's that? See, I'm saying that now, and I'm thinking, have I actually got that right? Because I've never read that wrong. Where the? But I'm pretty certain I haven't. But you can imagine that's a lot of water. So you know, what I was saying earlier, I, you know, you asked, right? How do I go to a client? And they, I go, right, you do so many. You flush your toilet six times. I'm going to work out how big your pipe needs to be. <laughs> every day, every every day, typically in a household, you use per person 200 liters, 150 to 200 liters of water goes down the drains every day. Wow. Typically. So that, that includes sort of washing machines, dishwashers, having a bath, having a shower, going to the toilet. Everything you, that you do, you need to go down to a foul drain. That's 200 litres, say, of, of water per person, per day. How could Joe cut down on that usage? So, Joe, like, what things would you consider? Would you ever, let's say one of the kids has done a poo, mm. would you ever consider doing yours on top? Pardon? Like, wait till they've gone, but then it's only one flush. You cannot shit on a shit. Why? Oh my god! Mainly because at work, when we had a we had a director of rugby called John Kingston. Do you remember a couple of years back? He got up in front of the group one day and he said, "Right, we're going to have to bloody start a start with some some housekeeping." We're like, "Right, what's he going?" And he, he did not look happy. He did not look happy. So uh, it was it's bloody unacceptable. It's bloody unacceptable. Right, we'll see Gunner. Said we've got Bim who comes in. Bim, he's our cleaner. Bim who comes in does a bloody sterling job. <laughs> Every day works his bloody nuts off. He's working his nuts off, and he has to deal with some of the most bloody horrific scenes, most horrific scenes that I've ever seen in a bloody workplace. And we we're like, what the fuck is he going on about? And he was going on about the toilets, the state of the toilets. We've got three traps. You imagine with a squad of 50 rugby players, they're quite, you know, used quite a lot. And they're often getting blocked and left. And he just out of nowhere just went, it's bloody unacceptable. You wouldn't bloody shit on a shit at home. So why the <laughs> bloody hell are you shitting on a shit at work? And the fucking room. The room. And he was deadpan, really serious. You wouldn't bloody shit on a shit at home, so why do it? And that's exactly what's come to mind. No, Tom, I would not shit on a shit at home. I even found it weird when I was younger that we had to share bath water. Mm. I understand trying to cut down on it, but I was like, no, you might as well just fucking pass your dirt on someone else and chuck it over the reds. Do you run the tap when you brush your teeth? Do you keep the tap running? No, well, I used to, but my Some, wife doesn't let me. Simple things like that. She needs the water to wash her feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, move, I'll move some from that slightly awkward thing. Um, there is a film, Warren, called Alligator, which came out in 1980. Okay. And I think it is the uh, story of an alligator which is released into the sewage system as an unwanted pet, which then goes on the rampage. Yeah. Is this possible? Could an animal, a wild animal, survive in the sewers? I'm going to say yes. I think so. You're basing it on a well, basically, I'm, ba film. I'm basing it on the fact that although it's not an alligator, rats live in the sewers. They're there. They're always. They there. love a sewer. Don't they, they do. They do. So that's an animal to be. Why couldn't anything else? I'd imagine that rats are easier because they're small. An alligator might struggle through a, a pipe that big. But yeah, why not? Why would you put that fear into any of our listeners? An alligator might come up and bite them on the ass. <laughs> I mean, it's done well to get up the U-bend. The classic U-bend. Yeah. What about a snake? Oh, no. Yeah. Why wouldn't a snake? It's, it can get up anything, couldn't it? Crikey. I'm not going to shit comfortably <laughs> ever again. This is fucking me. The thing, what you find sometimes in places like London, with rat, when I talk about rats, before it goes into the main sewer, you can put a, like a, what's called a rat trap. You can put a barrier on so the, the rat can't come up into your house. It the stops. shit can escape, but the rat can't. Yes, right. essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, a last question for me is, have you ever come across a customer that's really fucked you off, like really <laughs> pissed you off, been rude to you, or in, in the job that they want doing? Yeah. Um, and you've then decided to design their, their drainage system in the shape of a knob or a, <laughs> or a cock and balls. Just so that they'll never know. No, but I might now. They'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Something to consider. They'll never know, but you will always have that one up on them yeah. that you've got my cock and balls underneath your house. And <laughs> you'll always have that moment of satisfaction knowing that. I'm going. I think I might do it now. Future clients, not not, not true, but you know. <laughs> Future clients, please be nice Ignore, to Warren. Yeah. Otherwise, he's putting his cock and balls under your house.
I need to know that at some point between now and your retirement that you may possibly consider doing a drainage system shaped like a cock and balls, please, Warren. <laughs> I will try, Joe. I will try. I will try. That is all I can I will ask. Try. That is all I can ask. And it ask. might end up being a nat- naturally that way. Who knows? But we could try. <laughs> <laughs> Warren, I'll go back to my first statement where I was semi-passive, very non-semi, very aggressive in terms of your comment of you're going to have to try fucking hard. Mm-hmm. To make your job interesting and what i love about this show is that we get all sorts on and the stories that then come off the back of it you think it's going to go one way yeah and then it goes another and i've absolutely loved having you on it's been brilliant you coming on so thank you very much no problem thanks for having me <laughs> <laughs> do you want a job <laughs> possibly might need one cheers not as shit as i thought it was going to be tom <laughs> that was not as shit as i thought it was going to be What's your favourite word for shit? Log. <laughs> Log. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that only applies to some of the time. Logs. Turd. Poo. <laughs> Poo's probably the most common one in my house. You know, I can't turn. Oh, fucking hell, Felix. Doesn't have a shit on the floor, have you? Difficult, that doesn't isn't really it? go well in my house. What's your favourite poo word? Same reasons I often have to call them poos or poo poos. Um. If you had to say to Daisy that you just had a shit and you didn't want to say to her said a shit, what would you say? I wouldn't have to try and hide my poo from Daisy or anyone in the house, unfortunately. It just basically clears that whole level. Whether it's upstairs or downstairs, everyone just evacuates. It's bad. It is bad. What I loved the most about Warren was the fact that he was a listener. Mm. Getting listeners on is a big part of why we do this show because it big means... Time. It's their show. It's we're, we're all in it together. And just yeah. get yourself on there. If you fancy coming on, you've got an interesting job to talk about, whatever you want to do, go on the Twitter account, Joe Marler Show, or Instagram account. Get in contact and you can get yourself on the show. It's great fun. Talking, Joe, of getting on the show, would you like to know who we have on the show next week? Who have we got on next week? It's a personal trainer. Oh, right, okay. Is he swole, is he? Is he what? Is he swole? Swole, what does that mean? Brilliant. Next week's episode will be great. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.